Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Get Well Soon, XOXO. I'm your host, Maddie Manick, and for those of you who don't know, I started this podcast with the goal to help those who are also on their self-love slash self-help journey by sharing some of my own experiences, and hopefully, you know, just one day being able to share some of your guys' as well. I will also be including some fitness slash wellness tips and tricks that I have learned through some trial and error, and also just some life updates and stories here and there to give it a little bit of variety. Um, So thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy, and let's get into the episode. everyone as promised i have my sexy husband on with me today what's up guys um and on today's episode we are going to be discussing all things relationship um we'll be talking about some of the things we have done in our relationship to build trust and just like a stronger relationship in general and then some of the things that we do to you know keep the spark alive and we will also touch on the long distance aspect of our relationship since that had been a good like 80% of our relationship up to this point um, and the struggles that come with distance but then also things that can be done to make distance easier and more doable. So before we get into that, I'll let Mason say a little bit about himself for those who don't already know a lot about him and what makes him so amazing. So Amazing, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, for those of you guys that don't know me, my name is Mason Manick, obviously, Maddie's husband. Um, a little bit about me, I guess I played ice hockey for a very, very good majority of my life up until the last couple of years where I now am going to school to finish out my electrical apprenticeship and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy playing hockey. I enjoy the gym. I enjoy hanging out with my wife, uh, our puppy, and our cat too. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, that's pretty much me. So, Awesome. Thanks, babe. That was perfect. Perfect introduction. Okay, um, let's just do some updates as well before we really get into it. Um, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I would say the week that was um, pretty eventful since we had Thanksgiving and like getting ready for that. Um, so on Thanksgiving morning, we did a 10K with his mom. Mad Dog killed it. I mean... I definitely gave it my all, and my body definitely recognized that since I could not move literally after we finished. I was like hobbling back to the car, and my legs were sore for two more days after that. But you know, better for it, so exactly can't complain. No pain, no gain, baby. Yep, no pain, no gain. <laughs> but um, that was a good start to the morning, definitely earned our turkey. So and then we just went home, got ready, and um, we went to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, and my aunt and uncle and the cousins were there, and my grandma, and we just did Thanksgiving with like them and my parents and my siblings, and then we played some games, and then my other sister and her boyfriend came over for a little bit, and then they left, and then my oldest sister and her family came over, and we played some more games with them, so... Really fun day, just, you know, made a whole day out of it. What did you, did you have anything else to add to that? 
No, it was a good time. Um, obviously, my family, they were gone on a hockey tournament for my sister in Denver. So um, it was nice to spend the morning with my mom and run that race. Um, and mm -hmm. obviously with you. Um, and then, yeah, after that, just being at your family's house is always a good time. Some competitive board games, as always, is always expected. Yeah. And so that's always fun. It's not um, family game night if I'm not crying. Maddie cries 99% <laughs> of the time. And if she doesn't, then we're not trying hard enough. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then Friday was just kind of a work rest day. We were both exhausted, so we didn't do anything too crazy. Um, and then Saturday we got up and got ready and we went to brunch for his cousin's birthday. Um, we went to this place called Hash Kitchen. It's in Draper, Utah, and it is phenomenal, guys. Like, if any of you are in Utah near Draper area, go try it. The food is so amazing. I had these breakfast tacos that, like, literally were the best breakfast tacos I've ever had. The vibe was just so cool in there. There was a DJ, the decor was awesome. Just definitely check it out. What'd you think of Saturday? Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, if you go to Hash Kitchen, make a reservation. Oh yeah. And if you uh, make a reservation, you have to add people to your reservation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just go to your original time. If they bump you up, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. That's we learned the that only, the hard way. The only thing I would say, but the food is great. Yeah, it was awesome. And then we just went to my family party on my mom's side and had some, you know, catching up with everyone. That was a really fun time. And then um, Sunday was just a rest, rest reset uh, day as well. So nothing too exciting with that. So, yeah, with that, I guess we will just jump into the episode. Okay, so I say that we should start out with a little shortened version of how we got together. Um, just again, you know, for anyone who doesn't already know the story. So basically, how do you know me? <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, so my best friend, who was my best man in my wedding, Hunter, he, uh, way back when, I've known him since pretty much the day I was born, and so I grew up with him, and... Obviously, through being with him, Maddie was around every now and then because she didn't always live in Utah. So when she was there, we'd always hang out, blah, blah, blah. And uh, obviously, I was attracted to her from a very young age. I mean, 12. We're talking. Young. I made the first move, though. <laughs> she did. Um, so maybe when I was 13 or 14, Maddie sent Hunter a text that said that he should give my number or her number to me and from there sparks flew here we are sparks almost flew. seven years later here we are we were kind of off and on like yeah, she didn't all throughout she like, high school she like liked me but like kind of didn't like she wasn't really you, sure and then you played hard to get at times too <laughs> yeah but here we are you know all because i shot my shot but, um, yeah, and so, like, we actually started dating when he came out for my graduation in May of 2017. He surprised me, and by the end of that trip, we were boyfriend and girlfriend, Yep. And here we are today. So, I mean, not going to lie, I was a little hesitant to get into a relationship because I was a little scared of commitment just, you know, from all the movies and TV shows I'd seen and, like, seeing my friends in relationships and just 
seeing how mean boys were at that age. Oh, jerks. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really think that about you. And I'm glad I didn't let that hold me back because here we are six and a half years later of being together, year and a half married, dog and a cat, house together. It's definitely worth the scaredness that I had of it. <laughs> I wouldn't Thanks. say risk because it wasn't really a risk, but... Well, hey, it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. But, okay, now that everyone knows our getting together story, um, let's talk more about our relationship. So, we had been doing long distance from the literal right very start of our dating because, you know, I was in Nebraska, he was in Utah, that's, he came out, asked me out in Nebraska, um, and he came out again, like, two weeks after that, and then I went back out there, and then I didn't see him until I'd actually moved out to Utah for college in August, and then it was just a bunch of back and forth for the next, like, well, five... Well, when you moved to Utah, I moved to Portland. Yeah, so yeah, we were he, we were hopscotching around. He played hockey, so I was constantly going out to Portland to visit him because he couldn't really come back. He only could come back for, like, holidays. Well, Christmas, Christmas so... Yeah. And when he wasn't playing in the summer, but so a lot of back and forth. Um, but I think the fact that maybe you agree, I think the fact that we started off doing long distance, I kind of felt like that made it a little bit easier because we never knew better, better. Cause we also, this is like both of ours, like our first serious relationship. So yeah. I think that kind of helped because I'm also like, um, separation anxiety I have big separation anxiety so I think if I like knew how it was to be with you all the time I would have had a way harder time with it maybe I mean, you would have got sick of me I mean no no <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely still hard but I would have been way harder I know that for sure um and I will say though that with long distance I think that the saying the heart or distance makes the heart grow fonder was really the case because it allowed us to just, you know, like always like plan out our next times that we were seeing each other and just like always counting down the days till we could see each other again. And it really like gave us the opportunity to just make the most out of those times that we were seeing each other. And it was just always like so much fun being able to see you. And I always missed you a lot. So I would say miss you too. it helped. Helped us also. Like yeah. Not take for granted the time we had. Yeah, together. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, like it always, we knew it had purpose and mm -hmm. to make it last because it wasn't always, it was only a couple of days at a time for months on end. So, yeah. Yeah. And the times that um, we had to say goodbye were like extreme sob fest from me. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure more strangers have seen me cry in the airport than <laughs> you or some of my closest family or friends. I bet. If you can believe that, because I cry all the time. I just cried today while I was making dinner because I smacked my elbow on the air fryer. She called it, though. She said, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I didn't cry, so at least I had a warning. But yeah, I knew I was going to. <laughs> she cried a lot, but that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, And we, part of, um, like, with doing long distance, at least we had 
FaceTime to, you know, have, like, utilize because not mm-hmm. everyone always had that. But um, with that, I was going to say we would always make the most out of all of our FaceTimes face that we had together since, you know, that was the only interaction that we had in the weeks that we were apart. Um, we would literally be FaceTiming every time we weren't busy and we would have FaceTime sleepovers. And then during COVID, we were just talking about this last night, um, there was a point where we had to go three whole months without seeing each other. It was insane. We'd never gone that long before. And we started doing FaceTime date nights where I would like get all dressed up like we were actually going to go out. Um, And then we would have like dinner together and then I would Instacart him like Target, like snacks and his favorite snacks and stuff from Target. Then I would get mine and we would um, pick a movie to watch together and we would like plan it and like start at the same exact time. So we'd be on FaceTime, but we'd be watching it at the same time. And then we would play some games afterwards. And it was something like I personally, I always looked forward to it so much because it still felt like, you know, a cute little date because I was still like seeing you and talking to you. And I just love that we were still, still able to make some really fun memories um, even when we weren't physically together. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I think we, we both knew we had to kind of like up it, up mm-hmm. our game a little bit. Yeah. And I think we both wanted to, it was the biggest yeah. key part. Like we obviously three months on paper doesn't seem like actually as long as it actually was. So, um, in the moment we just did anything we could to make it seem like it was. Yeah. Like it was not actually happening, I guess. Yeah. After a while, I remember telling you I felt like I had like a robot boyfriend because you were just on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I definitely don't want to do that again. But um, I will say, though, I have, and I know that you do too, like complete PTSD from FaceTime. I can't stand it. Just that sound makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't stand FaceTime. Yeah. Definitely got my fair share in over those four years, especially those three months. Yeah. And just call me, text me, I don't care, but no FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, like, that I would get home from Portland, the first FaceTime that we would have was always, like, so sad. I would just sit there and cry. Yeah. She, like, when she'd leave Portland, it was, like, three days. Yeah. And then she'd be back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Glad we're done with that. Don't miss those days. Yeah. Um, so, def- oh, what was that? <laughs> um, distance definitely had um, its challenges as well, other than the missing, being sad aspect. I feel like, um, you know, every new relationship has its insecurities, and I think that long distance definitely, like, magnified those insecurities for us. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But trust is quite possibly one of the biggest things that you need to have with a long-distance relationship. And thankfully, we had established that pretty early on in our relationship. Otherwise, it definitely would have been a no-go for me in the long distance for sure. What do you... Yeah, I mean, it is like we, we started dating in May. I left in August. And even in that in-between time, we only seen each other three-ish times. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, I knew you for most of my life, but, like, 
did I really know you know you was like yeah. always a thought I had. And so not being there, I it took me a while to like lose some of that. Because I mean like you have trust, mm -hmm. but it's not like full fledged obviously because yeah. like for our situation, like I knew you since I was like 12, but the time we spent together would have equaled like six months of actually knowing somebody yeah. like close to you. So um yeah, what I knew about you, I obviously liked, but then in your head, you're always creating situations that aren't actually there, and then you really don't know, and so, it took me a while to get over, but, I mean, after a year or two, you yeah. realize that she's in it for the good yeah. long run, I think, so. Yeah, exactly, because I was going to say the same thing. I think that knowing you for most of my life, and just knowing that you were such a good person, from what, like, you know, I could just see that about you, um, I feel like it already since I already had like that, a lot of trust for you, um, getting into the relationship, I feel like you were also pretty open with me, like from the start and you didn't really try to play games. So that helped a lot. Um, and I also knew that you didn't really like to disappoint your family and friends and, you know, with our families being so close, um, I felt like that kind of helped me know that you'd probably be less likely to hurt me because you have to deal with more than just me at that point. It's true. So that helped. But I also didn't hurt you because I liked you for you. Not, yeah, not yeah. Not just because I was scared of your family. Yeah. That was just, you know, what Just saying. I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at first, I think we kind of just lived like any other kid our age. Like when you first went to Portland and I was in Utah. Um, when we weren't together. Um, we went to parties and stuff, but I think we also discovered pretty early on that that wasn't really what either of us wanted to do with like doing a long distance relationship. Like, like I said before, the insecurities heightened with long distance and that doesn't really help. Um, so we both kind of decided that we weren't going to do that stuff when we weren't together, just out of respect for the other person. And I think it's just as like important to establish those kind of ground rules um with a long distance relationship or just like any relationship in general you should have like ground rules that you guys both kind of know what to expect from each other um and one person's not left feeling like unheard or disrespected because the other person's doing something that they wouldn't do so just like having that open communication um, and creating that safe space to be able to talk about things, I think, helps tremendously in being able to do long distance for as long as we did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, the stuff that happened when, nothing, I don't mean that in like a bad way, like nothing bad ever happened. Yeah. But I think it helped ease our feelings and eased our insecurities, if you want to say. Yeah. Just when we kind of sat down and talked about what would keep the other person feeling yeah. comfortable so exactly that's a good rule to go by i think i mean it's there's two people in a relationship there's not just one right so mm -hmm. you gotta compromise in some areas and i mean that's what that's what makes the wheel go round exactly perfectly said um like with that being like with our ground rules we set like we were still able to hang out with friends it was just more not um being in situations where there were like people of the opposite gender around and like alcohol where you know, stupid con decisions can be made and even like, obviously we can trust each other that we wouldn't make stupid decisions, but like there's other people around. It's just not really 
for us, it wasn't like something we want to do, put ourselves in those situations where like stupid things that could happen that could potentially like affect our relationship negatively. So that's kind of why we had that like rule or expectation in place. Um, and then we also decided that we weren't going to be interacting with people of the opposite gender on social media, like texting, Snapchatting, um, obviously not including like family or super close friends because, um, you know, like obviously that's, you can talk to your family and friends, but just, Thanks. you know, <laughs> random like people on social media, that kind of stuff. But, um, it's just something that made us feel more comfortable with being away from each other so much. Um, and it wasn't really even something that was like a big ask, I would say, because I would much rather hurt some other person's feelings than to hurt like Mason's feelings over something so little like that. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I you're in a relationship with one person, so there's really no reason to seek or entertain anything else. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, um, like, you can think that your partner is asking for something, like, weird or not necessary in your eyes. Not saying that's the case with us, but um, just if you're, like, if anyone out there is feeling like that. Um, but feelings are, and if someone feels uncomfortable with something, um, it's like, wouldn't it just be easier to not do that thing that makes them feel uncomfortable? Um, like with reason, of course, like I was saying, if, if I was like saying, oh, you can't message your family, your like family privately, or like your super close friends that like you've known forever, like that's just at that point kind of being controlling and yeah. that's not really healthy. So with reason, of course, there's definitely a fine line. And I think even like just being in this conversation, it wasn't as like everything was true, but it wasn't as like harsh. I sound like, yeah. like it was more mutual agreement yeah. than it was like Maddie's not telling me, yeah. <laughs> she's not like telling me, Hey, you better do this. Or I'm not telling her, Hey, you better not do that. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. It was almost just like a mutual, and I don't even think we really talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was just... Yeah. It's it's hard to say, like, when you're on a podcast or you're on whatever, like, to kind of, like, narrow everything yeah. down without making it sound like... I just, I don't want it to sound like she was being controlling or, like, <laughs> I was being controlling. It was, like... Yeah. Very mutual. Yeah. Very and it mutual. was, like I said, like, it was... We, we fell into each other's comfort zones in a way that we didn't... We weren't, we weren't like bossing each other around, I yeah. guess is more of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Great way to put it. Um, but like, hear me out. I think you can have all the trust in the world for your partner going back to like the, the kind of boundaries I was talking about. Um, but if your partner loves and respects you as they should, they also shouldn't want to put you or themselves in a situation that could cause you to be uncomfortable or having to question anything ever um and I think everyone has like different things that they're comfortable with so that might be like a different thing for you and your partner but you just kind of need to make sure that you're both on the same page with whatever that is in your relationship and make sure you're respecting each other's boundaries um 
And if your partner can't seem to get behind some of your boundaries and feels like they aren't as big of a deal as they are to you, um, it might be a good time to, you know, look into your relationship and see if it is really right for you because respecting someone's boundaries is literally the bare minimum that someone can do for you. So, yeah, I mean, you're a team. You got to work together towards whatever goal you want to reach, right? I mean, if you're playing a sport and you're looking to pass your teammate, but you pass the other team and they go down and score, whatever. I mean, that's not in your best interest, right? So exactly. just working together for the ultimate goal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I think we will move into some stuff that we've done to like help build our relationship and make it stronger. So let's move into that. So I feel like another thing we have done to make our relationship stronger is having things that we like to do together. Um, like we go, like we like to go to the gym together whenever we can. And also just like we both like working out and stuff like that. Um, and doing things to better ourselves. Um, and then doing things personally, like having our own little thing that we can support each other with, like this podcast for myself. And then your company, Bhaktaf, I felt like we were really good at supporting each other um, and, you know, encouraging each other to grow. Yeah. Um, I think, it, like, with a relationship, if you can't respect or you can't enjoy yourself first, then there's no chance you're going to be able to help or somebody else. So, um, gym's a big part of both of our lives. Um, obviously, that's a very physical and mental way to, you know, be mentally strong in your own life um feel good about yourself uh, it helps me obviously be happy i love pushing myself and if i better myself in that aspect i know i'll be better for for us mm -hmm. or for whatever life may bring um obviously the gym's an example just because it pertains to both of us but yeah. everyone has their own thing but um yeah so yeah um, I also feel like we have grown with our communication, um, like when we have like arguments or disagreements, um, it can be handled like so much smoother just with us like learning how to like communicate because I feel like everyone's different in how they handle conflict and everyone needs something different. Um, so once we learned that it was what we, once we learned what that was for each other, um, I think that has made all the difference in the world. Yeah, I think the important thing to learn about arguments disagreements is there's only one winner. <laughs> and it's not me. I mean, that too. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's... <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, arguments and disagreements are definitely a learn in progress. And I don't know if you ever perfect it because yeah. nobody really ever practices or wants to be in those situations um like for me i i like i shut down a lot and i don't like to talk and i just keep to myself until the storm blows over which doesn't really always it's not always the best um definitely not the best at it yet but i work towards it every time so yeah practice makes perfect i guess just knowing how you handle and how to maybe change that for the better just be aware yeah yeah. Easier said than done, of course, when emotions are flowing. But <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a very tense time, but we've gotten a lot better. So that's, that's you know, 
I feel like 90% of the things you, when you're in a relationship, you learn each other's buttons and 90% Mm -hmm. of arguments and disagreements or whatever, like very avoidable. Exactly. So that's another thing. And you also learn how to pick your battles. Yeah. Very true. Like I feel like at the beginning, I didn't really know how to pick my battles or I would like let stuff build up and that's also not healthy either. But yeah, it's just a learning process. You learn as you go, but, um, but, um, yeah, I feel like unless you think I'm missing anything, um, I think that we head into some of the things that we would like to do or that we like to do to kind of keep like the spark alive in our relationship and, you know, always put in effort. Do you think I'm missing anything or shall we? No, let's dive in. Okay. Um, a main thing that we try to do is to like always remain dating each other, um, and planning date nights and then, you know, like being flirty still and providing lots of compliments and always telling each other that we love each other every chance we get and just having, you know, like that quality time together because like with date nights, like really anything, as long as you're getting quality time, like no distractions, I think that can be considered like a date night, date night, like if the week's kind of crazy and if you don't really have time to go out and do stuff, you could even just take a walk with each other and just like talk and yeah. enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever tickles your fancy, I guess, but I mean, Maddie's pretty easygoing. She doesn't, she doesn't require like going to spend lots of money on fancy dinners and all that stuff. She's pretty easy in the fact that if we just do something together and we're also in kind of a nice spot right now in our mm-hmm. lives because we have our own, our own house and then, um, no kids right now. Yeah. No kids. So it's like in a roundabout way, every night's kind of like date night and yeah, in a very roundabout way. Yeah. As long as we're like, yeah. Connecting, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, work, it's whatever you have, a day like Maddie had today. <laughs> oh my gosh, today was so awful. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast in its own. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so as long as you're listening to the other person, I guess, which I can work on sometimes, I get a little bit ADD. It's <laughs> um, okay, so do I. It's, yeah, I'm <laughs> rambling, but. No, it's okay, it's not rambling. It's good, good communication, it's good stuff, you know? It's I mean, like even people... for, even for, our anniversary, I think we got teased a little bit because the people were like, you guys live together, why do you need to go somewhere, blah, blah, blah. But like, we even just went to Park City, which is like 45 minutes from our house and spent yeah. the weekend up there. So and it, was, it was so fun. Yeah, so just little things. Yeah, best weekend ever. It just, especially when you take yourself out of like your usual yeah. environment, like you just relax more and yeah, like have more true. fun together. Um, I feel like what you were saying I feel like it's so easy to just like fall into that roommate phase, you know, where it's kind of like wake up, go to work, see each other for a second when you get home, eat dinner, go to bed, redo it all over again, where it's just almost like you're just kind of living together and not like really being an active couple and like not putting in that effort. But um, just like I was saying, like even having a night where you're not both being distracted by technology or something and like actively paying attention to one another for you know whatever amount of time you have can it make all the difference because I know like in the past when we've gotten really busy and it's basically like we'll see each other for like 30 minutes before we go to bed like all week long um 
I have been like more sad and moody when this happens because I'm so big on quality time. Um, and for me, it's like such an important part of a relationship. So I really crave it when we don't have that. And, um, but I know that you're also like really good at communicating when you are going to have more busy days or busy weeks and you always notice when it's affecting me and, um, you'll like tell me that you're going to plan a cute little date for the weekend. Um, and then it just always reminds me how lucky I am to have such an attentive spouse. And I always appreciate the effort I am that you make if I don't tell you that enough. Thanks, babe. <laughs> yeah. It really means a lot when you, I notice that. But um, I also feel like having an equal houseload of duties is a key aspect to a relationship as well because it prevents one partner from feeling like more overwhelmed and resentful. Um, and that is something I feel like we have always been really good at from the start. So I'm also really grateful for that because you're always... I don't even know if I'd say equal. You take on most of it, but... <laughs> Well, I, I feel like it's equal for, like, what we have time for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you're good at it, so. <laughs> Thanks. I don't want to be too good at it. You know, I don't want to take it down. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you're very good at vacuuming. <laughs> Thanks. Good. I hate vacuuming, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like also having each other's backs is another thing that's super important in a relationship. Um, like the, I think the saying is defend your partner in public and correct them in private because you should never give anyone the chance to disrespect your partner. Um, and if you do feel that they truly are wrong in a situation, then that is something that you talk to them about privately so that they still feel like, um, you will have their back in like any situation. Um, because you should be able to feel like the person that you love will always stand up for you. And I feel like you're really good at that with me and yeah i mean it's just to me it's kind of common sense a little bit like obviously you're my number one that's why we got married and why would i why like who am i to like put you down when you're not even there which you shouldn't do anyway but if i'm like hanging out with my friends and like oh manage this manage that blah, blah, blah. like how's that make not only how's that make you look but like how's it make me look like yeah. I mean, you gotta, gotta, like, respect not only your relationship, not only your partner, but, like, also yourself. And I don't mean to put this in a selfish way, but, like, it just, talking bad about your partner, it doesn't make you look tough, it doesn't make you look cool. It's just, like, you guys are a team going through life together. Why not, like, build as much as you possibly can together? Because it's hard to build when you're constantly tearing down, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, if you don't think that you have anything more to add, do you? No, it's been fun. Yeah, you've been really good. You're good. I love having you on. <laughs> it only took you ten weeks. I've been well, sitting here I've been sitting here every week listening to her record episodes in the bathroom. <laughs> my, I'm like, maybe next week's the week, next week's the week. So ten weeks later I finally got the call up. You can come on whenever you want. <laughs> Okay, um, well, I say we wrap this one up then. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. I've been very excited. Yeah, it was, we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do I'm it again. I'm always here, listening. Yeah. And I know that there's going to be lots of people that love to hear you because you're so famous, so. I'm not famous. Yeah, you are. 
I don't know what world she lives in, but I am not famous. Yes, he's famous. Um, okay. Well, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode as well. And I hope this can serve as some good advice, especially to anyone in long distance relationships. Um, and thanks as always for tuning in. Babe, do you want to? Yeah. Um, just before we close up, I just want to say to everyone who doesn't know this about Maddie is she puts a lot of time and effort into this show and any subscribe or like or whatever i don't even know how this podcast podcast stuff works but whatever you give her really helps her a lot it helps her one day not filming youtube videos and podcasts <laughs> on a um on a bed or a bathroom we get this girl a studio hopefully so um but for real she really works hard at this and she writes out every episode and she spends every week every day of the week like planning out next week's episode so um just want to say kudos to you because i know this isn't easy for you to talk and um come up with all these topics and stuff but i know you love it and i'm really proud of you for doing it so thanks babe i'm already emotional <laughs> you're gonna make me cry I, I, you you're never gonna say it yourself so i just want everyone to know like she puts a lot of work into this so i hope you guys enjoy it because it's, really, it's really good you're the best so with that being said <laughs> make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave leave this episode or the podcast review if you haven't yet, and it really helps helps Maddie out. It will also ensure that you never miss an episode. Which you don't want to. Nope. I'm not positive what the next episode will be about, but regardless, you don't want to miss it. So, you want to plug your socials? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Manic90 on Instagram is my personal. Uh, my company, Bucktuff on Instagram. Bucktuff Outfitters on Facebook. Uh, obviously with the Christmas season going on, we got a couple cool things going on over there. So if you want to shoot that a follow, um, I'd appreciate it. And, and your TikTok? My TikTok is, I just made it. I think it's buck underscore tough. I think buck dot tough. Not 100% sure on that. I should probably know that, but I don't. <laughs> but it's something like that. So you'll see this logo as a profile picture. I'll put it in the episode notes though. So yeah, I'm not good at TikTok. I'm trying to learn. So if you can follow me, that'd be You're sweet. getting better every day. And as always, you can find me on Instagram as Maddie Manic, oh, Maddie.Manic. And for my personal account, oh, that is my personal account. Sorry, I'm all over the place today. I don't, I don't have a brain today. She's getting tired. <laughs> yes. Um, and get well soon, underscore, underscore, XOXO for the podcast account. And then Maddie.Manic for my TikTok. And then my YouTube is linked in both Instagram bios. And I will have this all linked in the show notes as well. Um, thanks again for listening and don't forget to live your life beautifully. Talk to you next Wednesday. See you guys.